Hello and welcome to my podcast, Messianic Mysteries Revealed. This is Hal Leith, L-E-A-T-H, also known as Harry. Hal is my nickname. Glad you are bored with us. Uh, our last episode ended with prophetic detail 171 about Emmanuel being with us, and Emmanuel means God with us. But today we're going to start uh, with prophetic detail 172 and Isaiah 8.8. The Messiah is also called Emmanuel. It talks about, uh, in Isaiah 8, how Assyria would come and almost almost destroy the land, but it couldn't because Emmanuel, God with us, the Messiah, would be coming someday down the road. 173rd prophetic detail is found in Isaiah 8.14, that God and Jesus Christ would be a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and that was fulfilled in 1 Peter 2.8. The 174th prophetic detail is found in Isaiah 9, verses 1 and 2, that the Messiah would begin his ministry in Galilee. Very powerful. Matthew 4, 12 and 17 is where that is found, the fulfillment of that. Now, we're going to start something here. Uh, We have quite a few details in Isaiah 9, 6 and 9, 7. And I'm going to just give you the, the give you the details and then read the whole passage to show you the fulfillment. But in uh, the 175th detail in Isaiah 9:6 is that the, a child would be born to us. That's fulfilled in Luke 1:31. And the 176 is a son is given. Same passage Isaiah 9:6. A son is given, which uh, which uh, a child born talks about the humanity, and a son given talks about his deity. That was fulfilled in Luke 1.32, John 1.14, and 1 Timothy 3.16. The 177th prophetic detail, and we're going to read this soon, but I want to just go over them quickly because there's so many. The 177th prophetic detail is found in Isaiah 9.62, that he would be declared to be the Son of God with power. That was fulfilled in Romans 1, 3, and 4. The 178th prophetic detail also found in Isaiah 96 that he would be called Wonderful, the Wonderful One. Luke 4.22, is, that's where that's found, the prophetic fulfillment. The 179th prophetic detail is that he would be called in that same passage, Isaiah 96, the Counselor. Matthew 13.54 is, is one of those fulfillments. The 180th prophetic detail, Isaiah 9.6, also calls him the mighty God in Hebrew, El Gabor. And that's fulfilled in 1 Corinthians 1.24 and Titus 2.3. 2, Titus chapter 2, verse 3. The 181st prophetic detail is also found in Isaiah 9.6, that he'd be called the everlasting father, the Avi Adath, Abath. Uh, John 8.58 and John 10, verse 30 reveals Jesus as father. And one with the Father. The 182nd prophetic detail, in also in Isaiah 9, 6, the Prince of Peace. That's fulfilled in John 16, 33. The 183rd prophetic detail in Isaiah 9, the next verse, 7, not 6, but 7, that his, uh, he would establish an everlasting kingdom. The 184th prophetic detail found in Isaiah 9, 7 is that his character would be just. John 5, verse 30, is the fulfillment of that. The 185th prophetic detail is found in Isaiah 9, 7. There would be no end to his government and his throne and his peace. Now, let's turn to Isaiah chapter 9, 
And let's begin reading at verse 6 to discuss this in much more detail. Reading from Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What an awesome prophetic detail written 700 years before the child was born before Jesus Christ was born to Mary. For unto us a child is born. He's he's going to be a human child. Unto us a son is given. He's going to be the Son of God, the deity of Christ. Not only is he human, he's truly fully human, he's also truly and fully God. And the government, the rule, the established kingdom would be upon his shoulder. Now, his titles are amazing. Of course, he's wonderful. He's a counselor. He's also the mighty God, not little G God, but the big G God. In Revelations, it calls him the almighty God. The everlasting Father. In John 14, Philip asked to see the Father, and and Jesus basically said to him, when you see me, you see the Father. He's the Prince of Peace. If you have not received peace in your life, call upon the Prince of Peace, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will come and give you peace. And his kingdom, watch this, verse 7, the increase of his government and kingdom and peace, there will be no end. It's an eternal kingdom. And his throne is the throne that was begun in the Old Testament with King David. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it, and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. There is no end to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Talk Talk about eternity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Think about it. You will never cease existing. You will never stop living in the glorious realm of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You were made not to just die and end. You were made to live forever. Call upon the name of Jesus now. Now, I want you to understand again, and we're going to go over this one more time. For unto us, who's us? Human, humanity. Not just the Jews, but all the Gentiles. For unto us, the world, a child is born. Jesus Christ was truly born of a woman. Unto us a son is given. Not only was the son planned before the foundation of the world, he's given to us, to humanity, to the world. The the father gave us the son. And ready, the government, the kingdom, his rule will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called. These, These are his traits. He is a wonderful savior. He is a counselor. You can call on him. He will counsel you. He will direct your steps. He's the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and his kingdom will not end. I want you to understand 
that these prophecies that we're going over in this podcast, these are not little fairy tales. These are not, these are not um, just happenstance. These prophecies point to only one Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. He truly is a child. He truly was born. He truly is the Son of God, and His government will never end, and He is wonderful. He is our counselor. He's the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, and His kingdom will never end. Now, let me ask you a question. After all these podcasts, by the way, this is episode 14. I hope you've started at one. If not, you can go to the podcast number one and listen from the beginning. But you don't have to. Even if you heard just one or two, you can understand how no one else on the planet could have ever fulfilled these amazing prophecies. We're, we are already like in um, the 185th prophetic detail, written hundreds of years before Christ was even born. I'm not talking about three or four. I'm talking about we're in the 185th prophetic detail. Now, a mathematician and a statistician gave us the odds once. He said, what are the odds? He looked into it, and he, and he had a computer. And What are the odds of fulfilling eight prophetic details, like what city you'd be born in, how you'd live, how you'd die, uh, the, the, you know, as you're, at your death, the, the soldiers would gamble for your garments, things like that. What are the odds of fulfilling eight, just eight prophetic details? Here, here's what he came up with. Fill Texas up three feet high, with silver dollars. Beautiful, beautiful silver dollars. You took one of those silver, silver dollars and dipped it into black paint and threw it back in, took the panhandle of Texas and shook it all around. The odds of fulfilling eight prophetic details, think about it, just eight, would be you blindfolded somebody and he would walk all throughout Texas and he'd put his hand down one time and he would pick up that one painted black silver dollar the first time. That is the odds of fulfilling just eight. And we are already at 185th prophetic detail. What are you going to do with Jesus? Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Were you made just to live Go to work every day, retire, just go to the grave. Is that all there is? Is that what you think life is all about? Or maybe you don't even care. Maybe you, 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 your eternal things don't even concern you. Let me ask you this. All the things you've worked for, all the retirement, your nest egg, the house, the cars, the possessions, even your friends, what can you bring them with you when you go to the grave? No. My friend, I'm not just here to teach you the prophetic detail. I truly am a beggar pointing to where another beggar can get bread. Jesus Christ is the bread of life, and you really are hungry. Don't let the lies of humanity and secularism and atheism, just the lies in, intended by so-called science, don't let them fool you. Let me ask you a question. Some of you believe that we just we just didn't really need a creator. We just happened we just happened to be here randomly. How do you get order from disorder? How does 
life come from nothing? How does great design look at matter of fact, look at your DNA. Look at the human genome. Look at the human genome project. It took thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of scientific man hours with computers just to map the human genome, the DNA, just to map it. What takes more intelligence, to map something or to make something? If someone, if I showed you a map of Michigan or the United States or the world, and, and I explained to you, it took many years to map this. Many uh, men and women working together to get the fine details out. And where you now you can even have street maps. But what's harder, to create the nations and the world or to map it? My friend, Jesus loves you. He's alive, risen from the dead. My own testimony is very clear. I got saved in 1981 after a decade of drugs, death, and depression, and demons. I called upon the name of Jesus when I was at the bottom, when I was in a halfway house, when I went through rehab several several times. As a matter of fact, I was in a coma for overdosing on drugs. And let me say to you, he is alive. He's risen from the dead. Not only did he save me, But his presence is with me now. He's given me the power of his Holy Spirit. At one point in John 7, Jesus stood up and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Living water. Are you thirsty? Come to Jesus, my friend. Come to Jesus right now. He's alive. These prophecies I'm explaining to you are amazingly accurate, and they are proof. Don't say there's no proof. This is proof. You can't even fulfill eight prophecies. You can't tell me. Tell me who the president of the United States is going to be 20 years from now. Never mind 700 years and a thousand years before Christ. So let me leave you with this: If you love, if you want to serve Jesus, repeat after me: Lord Jesus, I come to you. I ask you for your glorious salvation. Come into my heart. Save me from my sin. And lead me home. In Jesus' holy name. Have a great day. We'll see you in the next episode, episode 15. Have a great one.